All right, amen. Welcome to Teaching Others Also, another radio broadcast format. And we are here on Friday, first week in January, Friday the 7th. Praise the Lord. 1722. Let's get right into it. Today we're going to 2 Peter chapter 2. And we're going to try to tie these three things together out of Psalm 1. And it has to do with being out of focus. Out of focus. So that we can focus in 2022. Second Peter chapter 2. I'm going to read a lengthy passage of Scripture. The reading of it alone I hope will challenge you. And it will also help you to understand. Now, let me say this. Some have, have taken, relegated this passage of Scripture only to false preachers and all that sort of thing. I want to say we need to be careful of these attitudes. Okay? Now, let me say this. It is not spiritual to have a passive attitude. It is not spiritual to have a an attitude and a posture in preaching that people don't really quite get what you're trying to say and they don't ever get challenged. And they don't get, you know, mad and then sad and then glad, meaning they've come to Christ. If a person can sit through, consistently sit through preaching and teaching and they're lost and it doesn't challenge them, something's missing. Because the gospel is completely about me being a sinner me dying in my sins without Jesus Christ, me receiving the Lord Jesus Christ who died brutally for my sins, was buried, went to hell for me, took my sins down there, resurrected, ascended to heaven, sits on the right hand of the Father making intercession. That is what it's really all about when it comes to preaching and teaching. So, in the passage of 2 Peter chapter 2, he says there, verse 1, we're not going to read the whole passage, but there were false prophets among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you who shall, who privately shall bring in damnable heresies. Now watch, even denying the Lord that bought them and brings them upon themselves swift destruction. Now, they won't deny Jesus Christ. They deny the one that bought them. There's a lot of Jesus preaching that does not drive home the fact that he bought you. For example, if you're willing to let Him save you, He bought you. If you're willing to let Him redeem your soul from hell with His blood, then He bought you. He bought you. It's not get saved and then decide if you'll let Him own you and lead your life. No, He bought you. It says, even denying the Lord, that bought them. That's what's missing in today's preaching. Simple, plain preaching. Jesus died for you. You let Him take your place. He bought you. He paid for you. It's called redeemed. He redeemed you. He bought you. That's why it's the propitiation of our sins, the Bible word. Why is that so important? So watch. There's all kinds of different things, but look at verse 9. The Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptations. So in verses 9 through 11, we're going to talk about that idea connected to Psalm 1, okay? And to reserve the unjust under the day of judgment to be punished. Now watch. But chiefly them that walk after the flesh in the lust of uncleanness. Now watch what they do. So they walk in the flesh. That's moral sins, you know, 
The Bible talks about fornication, adultery, lasciviousness, those things. Sodomy, those things. Now watch. And despise government. If you have a problem with authority, now watch, not about whether or not you like what they're saying or it's right or it follows your beliefs or they're following the Constitution of the United States. It's not about that with God. You're not allowed to despise government. You see, if you despise government, you'll end up despising God and the local church. Now watch. Presumptuous are they, self-willed, they are not afraid to speak evil of dignities. Whereas angels, which are greater in power and might, bring not railing accusation against them before the Lord. The Lord says in His Bible that Michael <coughs> didn't try to rebuke the devil personally, even though he is the arch, one of the archangels. He didn't. He did it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Authority. Now I want to talk about this today on this idea of, of these those three things we talked about. And we were talking about yesterday about sitting in the seat of the scornful, but, but it's, it's simple. Don't walk in the counsel of the ungodly. Every day I see phrases. And I'm going to challenge you to do this over the weekend. Think of some of the phrases you say or think of or hear. Jot them down and think, is that really Bible? Not... Does it have some good? Not, is it okay? Many times it's not what's wrong with it. You've got to ask yourself, it's what's right about it. Amen. So he said he doesn't walk in the counsel of ungodly. Now watch. He doesn't stand in the way of sinners. And he doesn't sit in the seat of the scornful. If there's one thing that marks the modern, average, Western world Christian, it's that they do despise government. They are presumptuous and self-willed. They assume that if they don't like it, they assume that if it impinges on their liberty, they assume that if it makes them uncomfortable, unhappy, uh, if they can't prosper under it, if it hinders them, if it's not faithful to the Constitution of the United States, they assume that there's something wrong with it. Now, there might be something wrong in the sense of, you know, Violating a, a man-written constitution. But in God's eyes, that spirit will keep you from knowing God. Because God has to be the sovereign and the absolute over you personally. There are many people that want God to be sovereign over the United States if that means regulations that work for them, people doing right, people behaving, kind of government they like, kind of taxes they like, or none. Okay? kind of medical system they want, kind of traffic they want, yeah, kind of income they want. Well, God doesn't work that way. And so He says He knows how to deliver the godly out of temptations. <coughs> the three temptations, world, flesh, and the devil, okay, in Psalm 1. Walk in the counsel of the godly, stand in the way of sinners, sit in the seat of the scornful. What do we have to be careful of? You've got to be careful. Now, you shouldn't walk after your flesh and the lust of uncleanness, but let's say you live a clean life. You're moral. Well, what about do you despise government? Do you chafe at laws? Now, I'm telling you, you do what you want with this. You can shut this off for all I care. 
There is something in human nature, every one of us, that chafes in human nature. All right, quickly. Uh, Romans 8. Romans 8, quickly. If you don't get there, look it up later. Romans chapter 8. Verses 6, 7, and 8. For to be carnally minded is death. Carnally is like. That doesn't mean you're lost, but you allow the old nature. Now watch. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace because the carnal mind, that is your lost mind, is enmity against God. Now watch. For it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So that they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Now you're not in the flesh if you're saved, but you could walk after the flesh. Now it cannot please God. Can it be religious? Absolutely. The greatest successes the devil has are religious, moral people. The greatest failures the Holy Spirit has are religious, moral people. Because they don't need the Holy Ghost. When you despise government, when you despise speed limit signs, when you despise rules, when you despise, you know, right turn on red or no right turn on red, when you despise what you got to do to go into the hospital uh, right now, you know, 2022 with the mask, when you despise that, you are quenching and grieving the Holy Spirit. Not because the Holy Spirit made the rule, but because He said we cannot afford to despise government, being governed. We can't. We don't have to embrace it or like it or even, you know, even feel like it's comfortable. And we don't have to give in to certain things. I get that. Someone says, well, what about something like the vaccine mandate and all that? The problem is people don't want to pay a price. They complain about the price for not obeying that particular thing about their body. Listen, putting on a mask, 99 out of 100 people, it, all it is is an inconvenience. Now, look, I've, I work in the public sector. I've worked in situations uh, the last two years where, you know, it's an inconvenience, a major inconvenience. I've had COVID. It's a major inconvenience. But I cannot allow my spirit to despise rules and government. I can't allow to despise it. Now watch. Presumptuous are they. Are you presumptuous? David said, keep me back from presumptuous sins. King James Bible, look it up. Are you presumptuous? Do you presume that if you think it, God thinks it? Do you presume that if somebody hurt your feelings or offended you, that it, God got offended? That's not safe to do, my friend. Presumptuous are they, ready? Self-willed. That's a problem. Somebody wrote a book, you know, on the strong-willed child. No, the problem's not strong-willed. Everybody needs a very strong will. You should be taught to have a strong will. You should be taught to be able to plow when it's cold so you'll be able to plant and reap in the time of harvest. The strong will is not the issue. The self-will is the issue. The stronger the will, the better the believer if it's surrendered. Are you self-willed? Does it have to be your way? And are you one of those people where if it's not your way, you're just going to pout and be you know, passively aggressive? I've had young men work for me and you'd say, hurry up, bring it over here. And they'd walk slower. Generally, that was the last day on the job for them as far as I was concerned. Why? Because they were 
they were just quietly, passively aggressive. They are not afraid to speak evil of dignities. If you're not careful, you know, I'll give you an illustration. The old time pastor, the parson, you know, went over to his family's house after church, <coughs> sitting on the couch. The young boy of the house, <laughs> the young boy of the house is sitting there and they're, he's sort of swinging his legs, you know, and on the sofa and stuff. And uh, so the parson decides to make conversation. He goes, I wonder what we're having. He said, well, I don't know how it's going to turn out. He said, we're having an old goat today. He said, we're having what? He said, we're having an old goat. He said, what makes you think that? He said, because my mother said, well, we might as well have the old goat over today as any other day. <laughs> Talking about the preacher. <laughs> you know, roast preacher. You see, if you're not careful, you say, well, I wouldn't do that there. If you do it in other places, you're doing it against God. The powers that be are ordained of God. I don't like it anymore, do you do? You don't have to go around praising them. But you could exercise the greatest option of all. Remember what I said? Silence. Biting your tongue. You say, well, I just can't bite my tongue. Well, then you're in that verse. Because angels which are greater in power and might bring not railing accusations against them before the Lord. You see, there's a chain of command with God. You say, man, you're coming down hard on this. I am. And one reason only. One. Not because I like what's going on. Not because I believe in all the wrongness they're doing. But I hate to tell you, but neither side is right. You're more worried about convenience. You're more worried about inconvenience. You're more worried about money and finances and future. And the focus needs to be, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and his law doth he meditate day and night. If you do not get out of focus with this world, now you still got to work, still got to do your duties, still got to mow the lawn, wash the dishes, do the laundry, still got to pound the nails and all that stuff. But if you don't get out of step with this world and out of get this world out of focus, you will not be able to live in verses 2 and 3 in the book of Psalms, chapter 1. And I pray this weekend you spend some time in this. I really do. I don't want to lose any of y'all, but I, I, I would rather make sure I do my duty to help you to start 2022 in focus with God. And we'll start getting in focus in the focus of it Monday morning. God be with you.